found a spot to rappel where there's a nice little landing with all of our gear. We might have been a touch early on the timing, like we were walking just because it was shallow and narrow and a lot of rocks, but we did get a couple good stretches where we could really paddle and it was a really memorable trip. Friday, April 17th, 2020. Day 34 of the Oregon coronavirus quarantine. Sup everyone, I'm Paul Clark. Sup Paul. It is day 34 of a quarantine. I'm tired of talking about it. I'm tired of listening about it. So I'm getting back to what this podcast is supposed to be, talking about adventure paddleboarding. And I began this episode with a quote from my guest on this episode, Robin Bell, Robin in the Rockies. She's an adventure paddleboarder from Alberta. She lives in Calgary. And without any further ado, welcome, Robin. And there you are. Where is that your house? This is my little like trip planning station. So I got my gear on this side and my maps on this side. Maps, helmet, (laughs) paddles on the walls. That's awesome. Robin Bell, Robin in the Rockies. Welcome to the podcast. Thank you. I'm glad to be here. I've uh, been wanting to talk to you for a while because I follow you on Instagram and it looks like you are a person after my own heart, an adventure paddleboarder. Yeah. Uh, in fact, rappelling over snow and ice into amazing watery gorges. Yeah. Remind my audience who you are, background about you as, as a paddler and where you're from. Sure. Uh, so I'm a stand-up paddler based in Calgary, Alberta in Canada. Um, I've been here for about five years, um, originally from Ontario, uh, where I started flat water paddling. Um, and then moved out here and, uh, and pretty quickly discovered the river. And since then, I've become more involved with the paddling community um, by getting my instructor certifications and getting beginners on the water and helping people to grow in the sport and also um, connecting people on Facebook through, um, through groups and stuff and helping to build the community. And then a couple of years ago, I started racing as well, uh, mostly on flat water, but on some rivers as well. Um, and kind of opened my eyes to a whole new kind of paddling and, and community. So yeah, that's me. What, uh, do you recall what brought you to the river, at least standing up on the river? Uh, I do. So um, a couple years after moving to Calgary, I guess I'll, I'll start by describing the paddling situation here, especially coming from Ontario near the Great Lakes where there's so much water. Calgary, there's really not that much in terms of lakes and the lakes that we do have are smaller and um, they're much colder. They're all glacier fed. And Calgary is kind of unique, at least it was to me coming here, where there's all these little man-made lakes within the city, but they're part of these community developments where only the people who live in those communities can access those lakes. And otherwise you have to be an invited guest. So there's some accessibility issues in Calgary. So I was just finding, I was driving, you know, upwards of an hour just to go paddle these lakes that I've paddled maybe 20 times in a season. And honestly maybe getting a little bit burnt out with flat water paddling and, and wondering why I'm still doing this and you know I'm doing it because I like the sense of adventure but you kind of lose that sense when you're paddling the same lakes over and over again no matter how beautiful they are but we have the Bow River that runs right through Calgary 
and I was totally new to the river and and pretty intimidated by it which seems silly now to be intimidated by this class one water that flows right through town but when it's you don't know anything about it uh, you know everyone starts somewhere so I took a lesson and got on the river and, and kind of slowly started building my network of people to get on the river with and yeah here I am now. About how long has this process been from the, the time you got on a class one bow river to now? That was in 2016, I think. So yeah, this will be like my third full season on the river. And you are an instructor? Yeah. Yeah. So um, I started with getting my flat water uh, certification when I first moved to Calgary in 2015. And then uh, last spring, I got my river instructor as well. And it's definitely the direction I think the sport is going in in Calgary or one of the directions anyways. And what I saw from my classes last year is that we were almost struggling to fill some of the flat water courses to the point that we're canceling a lot of them and all the river courses sold out. So it really tells you like the direction things are moving in here. It's good to see that a sport that I've been loving for more than a handful of years is, is really progressing. Yeah. Uh, can you have a guess about how many people in Calgary are river paddleboard enthusiasts? <laughs> That's tough. I'd say the people that are doing it really passionately um, and, you know, just itching to get on the river as soon as the season starts to open up, I'd say there's maybe like 30, 40 of us. Yeah, there's new people getting on the river every year. Some people doing it properly, taking a lesson, other people kind of just winging it and you know, hopefully they discover a passion for it too and and end up getting educated as well. But there's definitely a lot of enthusiasm here for it. With Calgary being on the the east slope of the Canadian Rockies, are there rivers in the area or do you have to actually go into the Rockies uh, to paddle? Well, the Bow River runs right through Calgary. Um, and you the headwaters are uh, along the Icefields Parkway uh, in Banff National Park. Um, so you can paddle really all the way from the mountains to Calgary. I know one person's done it and it's not really recommended, but um, possible. There's also the Kananaskis River, very close to Calgary as well. So that's another great resource that we have there. Um, I'd say those are the two um, biggest rivers close to here that we paddle. Are you interested in going to other places to paddle on rivers? Like, for example, a multi-day trip. Are you interested in sub-support trips? Yeah, absolutely. And one of the ways I've been filling my time with this quarantine is, you know, thinking about what are those trips that I want to do and what do I need to get to, to uh, get prepared for them. So starting to think about partners. And I also have a lot of uh, friends doing the same and reaching out to me about trips that they want to do. So yeah, I won't say which trips we're planning, sure, right now, sure. but um, I think once things start to open up and restrictions start to ease a bit, it's going to be a really fun summer because there's a lot of people who are unfortunately out of work right now, but that gives us a lot of time to do these things that we've never had time to do before. So, yeah. Speaking of having a lot of time because people aren't working, what is your main profession? Uh, so I used to work in marketing and communications actually for a long time uh, until last summer and then I just got really tired of sitting at a desk every day and you know the Monday to Friday nine to five and, and working for the weekend it was really burning me out so I took last summer off and um, I still taught paddling 
uh, and then decided that I didn't want to go back to that at all. So I actually kind of made a switch to the outdoor industry and um, I'm doing this seasonal thing right now. So in the winter, um, I work at one of the local ski hills, Nikiska in Canada, I guess. Um, and then in the summer, I've been paddling and seeing how, just how involved in the community I can get. So yeah, that's where I'm at right now. <laughs> Welcome to the, the seasonal outdoor industry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I know that uh, you're my fourth Canadian guest on a relatively new podcast, uh, including uh, talking with Shasta McCoy in Golden. And I think you're, you're paddle partners with her, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, Shasta and I met on our river instructor course last spring and then um, been able to paddle with her a couple of times since then and uh, even got out to ski with her this winter. So, yeah, she's become a really good friend. Yep, rivers are uh, a way to meet people, and it's a good uh, community uh, building place. Yeah, I tend to be my my background uh, here in Central Oregon. Like I had no interest in in rivers my entire life until finding paddle boards, mm -hmm. and my background was long distance stuff in, mm -hmm. with a backpack on go, and go means many weeks, many months, even. Hike yeah. the Pacific Crest Trail and I've seen kayak the Sea of Cortez a few times, a couple of times in its entirety, a thousand miles. So when I saw that there was gear tie downs on a paddleboard, mm -hmm. I thought, oh, I could put a backpack on here. Where can you go? And yeah. in Central Oregon, it's the river. So I had to just go out on my own and make a lot of mistakes. And that was an interesting uh, experience. What What is your advice <laughs> if a person didn't have a community already, but had a river nearby? uh and they wanted to introduce themselves to the river what are some of the advice that you could give them uh i'd say the first thing would be to take a lesson um even if you know you don't start out like me being intimidated by class on water um that doesn't mean that you don't have a lot to learn and i think um no matter where you are if there's a river in your community people are out using it and there's people that you can learn from um so start with your local shops and take and talk to your instructors maybe they have some resources for you um you know maybe even if it really like it makes a passion in you your instructors are people that you could get out on the river with down the road in um in a less professional setting or even as a guiding opportunity as well um ask them you know who else in the community is paddling what events can i go to um there's races there's white festivals there's all sorts of things like-minded so I would start there. Did you have any whitewater experience at all before you got on a board? Did you kayak? Did you take a rafting class? Did you do anything along those lines? Not really. I had done a whitewater rafting trip years ago with my family on the Ottawa River, which was fun, but I never imagined being on this like stand-up paddleboard rushing down the river. And then a couple years ago, I did another uh, whitewater trip uh, with my parents again down the Kicking Horse. So yeah, it's amazing what people are doing with the sport and kind of how far you can take it um, if that's what you want to do. Possibilities are, are pretty endless, I think. Are there any mentors you have, in, in people in social media or people that you've paddled with? Uh, who are the people that uh, really attracted you to adventure paddleboarding? Um, yeah, I think in Canada here, there's a, funny enough, and it's something you and Shasta touched on as well, is there's a lot of women here doing the sport and I think it's maybe the same down in the states as well but um Rita Boychuk uh Rita Seps uh mm -hmm. has been a really big big advocate for getting people out on the river 
and as soon as I started getting into the sport, she's someone that uh, I wanted to paddle with and was actually my instructor trainer for my river. And since then, I'd say Shasta is another one of those really bright lights. She's just such a positive influence and, you know, she has such this like calming nature to her, but at the same time, she can be really super sendy. So that's pretty inspiring too. Um, super sendy. I like yeah. it. And, um, and uh, one of my friends here that I came up flat water paddling with, uh, Jana, who uh, inspired me to get into racing. And, um, you know, she's starting to get on the river too. And, you know, maybe not into whitewater yet, but it's awesome for us to be able to progress together in racing and on the river. So, yeah. It sounds like you have a, uh, if I could interpret this correctly, a, a great community of like-minded people that you have the opportunity to paddle with. Yeah. Going into these dark times where social distancing and quarantines are in place, uh, how is that affecting your ability to get out and paddle and train and, and explore? Um, I think it's affecting everyone. Uh, right now, the recommendations in Canada are to stay home as much as possible, um, as I imagine that's the recommendations down there too. And right now that's actually been pretty easy because it's still winter here. All the lakes are still frozen. The rivers are starting to open up, but still very shallow. Um, still lots of ice flows coming down. So it's not quite paddling season here yet. And, you know, the parks, they aren't closed necessarily, but they're close to vehicle traffic. So from Calgary, that pretty much means they're closed for us. Discouraging, but at the same time, like we touched on before, it gives you that time to think about what are the trips I want to do when I can. And uh, I think it gives us time to plan for those trips uh, where we maybe wouldn't have had the time to before and, and train for them too. Uh, and, you know, I've started a little training program and I, I would say to stay in shape, but really it's getting back into shape because I really <laughs> have been over the winter. Um, but yeah, like just trying to build up that strength and get ready for that moment that we're allowed to go back out again. One of the people that I've talked to also in this podcast is from Calgary. Uh, Eric Gonzalez is a videographer and he pointed out the fact that Alberta is getting a double whammy, coronavirus and uh, a plummeting oil industry in, in, in uh, Alberta in particular is just being hit. Without getting too crazy into to politics, how is the general Canadian mood? I have the impression it's it's a lot more sane than uh, your southern border. <laughs> Maybe, yeah. Um, I think it really depends on who you talk to. Like, a, pretty much everyone has been affected by it, whether um, you've lost your job or you know someone that's lost a job or you know someone that's sick um, or you're one of the frontline workers still going to work every day to help keep us safe. Um, I'd say, uh, I think the government has done a pretty good job considering, you know, this, I don't think this is something we ever thought we'd be dealing with, not anytime soon anyways. Um, and everyone is just doing the best that they can. So I know there's some frustration out there with, um, there's some gaps in people that, um, you know, fi financial aid is being made available to. Um, and I think that the government's slowly starting to close those gaps and make the support available to everyone. Um, but
but it doesn't happen overnight. And so I think all things considering, I think uh, they're doing a pretty good job. And I think we'll get to a, a point where most people can um, have a, a fairly positive outlook. Understanding that the, the, the virus itself is a health crisis and you, as a pandemic, you should address that. Uh, having countries like Canada and New Zealand, it's so good to listen to the optimism that, uh, that people have there. Here, I think, you know, again, not getting too crazy with, with politics, but the United States is in a civil war. Yeah. Uh, an ideological civil war where uh, even how you respond to uh, a pandemic falls into political a political division mm -hmm. and almost everybody that i talk to in canada scratches their head and, and looks down at the southern border and like maybe we'll keep this border closed for a while maybe having a border wall here would be <laughs> a good idea too idea after all. yeah and i think it's hard to not be to not pay attention to what's going on in the states um from a political standpoint um you know in the era of trump I'm definitely happy to be Canadian. <laughs> <And> <laughs> <be different. laughs> I have to uh, learn how to sew so that I could put a Canadian flag onto my backpack. I remember that used to be a thing. I think it's going to yeah. be a thing again. <laughs> yeah. Given the, the complexity of the situation, are there any signs of hope? Are there any encouraging new words you might have for someone who might be struggling in these times because of the quarantine, because of the virus, because of the social economic impacts on their normal life? Uh, yeah, I would say, you know, we now is the time to lean on your support systems, you know, your friends, your family. Um, and, you know, think about those things that make you feel cool, whether it's paddling or climbing or, or you know, whatever your thing is. And, we may, may not be able to do those things right now, or at least not to the extent that we would like to, but I think it creates an opportunity for us to take a step back and, and think about our goals. For me, that's uh, trip planning right now. So once restrictions start to ease up, um, I'm definitely gonna be taking the time to go on some of these trips that have always been written down somewhere that I've never got around to planning. So. Um, for me, that's what I'm looking forward to. And I think that's uh, something now that people can take the time to do and, and uh, to help them stay positive too. Yeah, stay busy, stay creative, uh, think about the, the future in good ways. You know, seeing other people's adventures really inspires me to get back on my board again and, yeah. and do things. And again, I mean, I, I liked your post on Instagram, Robin in the Rockies. Your, your post of you belaying, your rappelling <laughs> into, where was that? Where was that? Yeah, that one, uh, that was a couple years ago in uh, Marble Canyon, which is in Kootenai National Park, yeah. uh, just near the border of Banff National Park. And um, so yeah, it's actually a really short little run. We parked in the trailhead parking lot and it's maybe a 10 minute walk with all your gear. And we found a spot to rappel where there's a nice little landing with all of our gear. And uh, we might've been at touch early on the timing like we were walking most of it um just because it was shallow and narrow and a lot of rocks but we did get a couple good stretches where we could really paddle and uh, it was a really memorable trip yeah oh yeah that's an adventure for sure I, I i i refer to river paddleboarding as adventure paddleboarding because 
not always do you really enjoy the moment. Yeah. <laughs> it might be cold, it might be scary, it might be dangerous even, it might uh, have a lot of elements that are just unpleasant. But with good trip planning, you'll come back and have uh, an experience unlike others. And so when I saw that repelling shot over snow, like, yes, I don't know if you've, you've seen a series of photos that I did a number of years ago, repelling into a, a, a canyon, but that was rocks. Like you definitely, you definitely upped me on that one by putting snow and ice. So well done. Thank you. Robin, uh, thanks for the conversation. I really look forward to paddling with you eventually. Um, I was hoping to be in Canada this July. If that works, I hope to see you on the water. Yeah. Absolutely.